Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH, and 96.5 TIC. This morning, talking all about wrong-way accidents. They happen on divided roads and highways across the state, and they have been happening in an increased fashion in 2022. We start our conversation this morning with Heather. She's a resident of Glastonbury, who is a wrong-way crash survivor. And her story takes us back to 2011 when she was driving home in wee early morning hours on I-84 eastbound, just past the Farmington line in West Hartford, and she ended up involved in a wrong-way crash, wasn't injured, but her car was hit. Heather, what's your story? What happened there? Yes, I was on my way home. I had actually went to pick up a friend who was drunk and bring them home. And then I was on my way home and I was just merging onto that West, um, the West Hartford off ramp, the park road off ramp. And there was a black Cadillac just barreling straight at me. My father was a volunteer fire fighter when I was young, early eighties. And he beat it in our head to stay out of the left-hand lane at night. And he said, if you ever have headlights heading at you, just get your car stopped, whatever you do. So it instantly came to my mind. I just slammed on my brakes. I dropped my car down into first gear. I was driving an automatic, so it slows the engine down. And I hugged the jersey barrier. And she was coming straight for me and just sideswiped the entire side of my car. I immediately called 911 and notified the state police. And at that point, she had actually hit another car um, traveling in the left-hand lane, got off the Route 4 on-ramp, and they spike-stripped her down there. And they were able to apprehend her. And she was drunk. You were able to react very quickly to all of that, but did it feel like everything was happening quickly when you were there in that moment? So it felt like minutes. Um, it really did. It was like time stopped. But it was probably 15 seconds, if that. And like I said, I slammed on my brake. I locked my car up and just got that. I got my car down into first gear. 
and just hugged onto that Jersey barrier and prayed. Heather, could you take us back to that moment in time in 2011? You're sitting in your car, driving it, knowing that that accident is coming. You're trying to stop, but yet you know you're about to be hit. How are you feeling? Terrifying. Terrifying. Had I had time, I probably would have just jumped out and jumped over the the barrier. However, it was terrifying. Uh, You know, you don't want to... It was almost like I was trying to, like, death grip, like, prep for the hit. But, you know, that's horrible because you stiffen up and you can get further injuries. Luckily, I walked away with no injuries, but it was terrifying. And your life does not flash before your eyes. It does not. I can't even really describe it. I was shaking after she hit me. So bad. And my the responding cop... Um, he actually did inform me that most people do not survive these accidents, let alone think to stop and slow down and, and just, you know, brace for it. Your reaction to all of that, if you could go back in time, would you have changed any of that? Would you do that again? If you're in the same situation again, would you react the way you did? I would react the same way. I would just try to slow my car down as much as possible, if not just come to a complete stop. Like I did. All right. This morning on Face Connecticut, I'm Morgan Cunningham bringing on State Police Sergeant Don Pagan joining us in our conversation. Sergeant, what is the best advice that you could give somebody from the law enforcement perspective if a driver is about to encounter a wrong way driver on a divided road? Uh, we recommend traveling in the center or right lane. Uh, majority of the time, the wrong way driver will be traveling in that left lane because they are, from their perspective, traveling in the proper lane of travel. By traveling in the center or the right lane, you're lowering your chances. I mean, if you do encounter a wrong way driver, you're not going to be in the same lane in which they're traveling in the wrong direction, leading to a head-on crash. Or if you're, it gives you more room to be able to move over and out of the way uh, so that you don't have that encounter with the wrong way driver as far as a, an impact or a crash. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things. And, you know, as soon as you encounter a wrong way driver, if you're able to safely pull over or make that call to the police, the sooner we get notified, we can swiftly respond and safely get them off the highway to hopefully prevent a tragedy like what we've been seeing recently. Sergeant, any comment what's behind those crashes? I know that alcohol is often a factor, but there are other factors as well. So some of the things that, um, you know, we've seen and, uh, you know, the the operating under the influence is, you know, at this point probably the lead, the lead cause of what we're seeing. Um, but there are other instances, you know, whether it's someone who's experiencing a mental health crisis, disoriented as an effect of some type of illness. Um, those can also be uh, instances where they could potentially be wrong way driving. Uh, and in rare instances, uh, severe weather can also limit visibility. That could also potentially lead to a wrong way driver. This morning on Face Connecticut, our next guest in this big conversation we're having about wrong way crashes, here's Dr. Eric Jackson. He's the executive director of the Connecticut Transportation Institute at the University of Connecticut. First of all, Dr. 
What is it that you do in that office? A lot of people probably don't know that it exists, but it's pretty important when we're analyzing crashes. What do you do? We work very closely with the Connecticut Department of Transportation, and actually every single motor vehicle crash that occurs in the state where the police document a report, uh, we receive that report, and we take all that data, and we put it into a database here at UConn, and we make that publicly available. Our data set goes back to 1995, um, so we're, we're close to coming up to having uh, 30 years' worth of crash data here in our system. And what that allows us to do is we can go in, and when events like wrong-way driving crashes occur, um, or DUI crashes occur, or seatbelt issues occur, we can go back into that data and we can look historically what are some of the trends that are out there, what are some of the issues that we're seeing, um, what are some of the things that lead up to people being involved in crashes. So we work very closely with the DOT to help them understand not only spatially where crashes are occurring within the transportation system, but what are some of the reasons that are occurring um, and what are some of the human factors or human behaviors that are causing those crashes to take place. So Dr. Jackson, I have the paper right in front of me of the last five years of wrong-way crashes and the data is showing us that alcohol is a leading factor in many of these wrong-way accidents. So we've heard a lot about wrong-way driver crashes lately. Um, it seems like 2022 is going to be a very bad year for, for wrong-way driver crashes. So what we started to do is, is to dig into the reasons that are behind those. Um, and what we've really started to find is the vast majority of those involved in crashes going the wrong direction are intoxicated by either drugs or alcohol. A lot of the times, the drivers that are under the influence don't realize that they're traveling the wrong direction on the interstate. Um, a typical person like you or I that's not been drinking that, that mistakenly gets on the interstate will re quickly realize that you know there's cars coming at us or things don't look right, and we'll turn around or pull off to the side of the road and call law enforcement to come and help. What happens with these drivers that are, that are highly intoxicated they they don't understand they don't they can't comprehend that they're traveling the wrong direction so traveling you know 60 miles per hour in one direction with a vehicle traveling 60 to 70 in the opposite you set up a speed differential of 120 miles per hour um, easily and at that point it that crash easily becomes fatal because the speed difference between the two vehicles is just so great doctor is there a time when these crashes typically occur absolutely so for a lot of these fatalities if you as soon as i hear it in the news between 11 p.m and 3 a.m if a crash a wrong way a crash occurs during that time it's almost guaranteed that that person was intoxicated at the time of the crash and what, Dr. Jackson, on Face Connecticut this morning, what specifically is your office at UConn learning about alcohol use involved in these wrong-way crashes? What we're seeing in the blood alcohol concentrations of, of drivers is quite alarming. Um, the drivers that are involved in fatal crashes almost exclusively have a BAC that's above 0.2, and that's nearly three times the legal limit um, that a driver should be uh, have in their system at the time of, of, of driving on a motor vehicle. Heather chatting with us this morning on Face Connecticut. She's our wrong-way crash survivor. Her accident happened 10 years ago. Heather, I know that from my experience, because I was in a highway crash, not a wrong way, but it was a crash, 
I was shaken up for a while after it. And even still to this day, it's been years later, it's changed my perspective on driving. So after making it through that wrong way accident, has your perspective changed on the roads? Are you ever worried to be on the roads? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, so I do not. I And since this accident, I have not driven after 11 p.m. I have not driven. And if I can stay off the road at night altogether, I do, especially the highways. Sergeant Don Pagan from State Police with us this morning. How are troopers out there patrolling the roads? Oftentimes when... When you work patrol, you're you're what they call sweeping the highway. Uh, you know that is standard a standard practice. That is something that we um, you know participate in. And, and you're looking for a number of things when you're specifically targeting uh, you know traffic enforcement, and you're looking for those you know people that are speeding or aggressively driving. There's a number of tactics that can go into play. Uh, you know sometimes. You know, you may see a cruiser that uh, has their cruise lights on. Sometimes you may see a cruiser that does not have their cruise lights on. Uh, We also have a number of vehicles that uh, kind of blend into traffic, so to speak, because, of course, naturally, when people see a cruiser, most of them will slow down, you know, or they're not as inclined to participate in that, you know, those illegal activities of, you know, cutting people off or engaging in that type of behavior. Uh, so it gives us the opportunity to be able to witness traffic flowing as it normally would if there was no police presence there. And that can help us in identifying some of these drivers. Uh, one of the other things that helps us, uh, believe it or not, is actually people that call the troop and notify us of erratic operators, whether it's someone who's driving the wrong way, whether it's uh, someone who's operating erratically, they're not staying in their travel lane. You know, or they appear to be falling asleep. Um, that's actually a very common one too. Is that you know people call say you know it looks like a tired driver. Uh, you know we've encountered that as well. So the public plays a big part in helping us identify uh, motorists who are operating erratically or you know committing these violations. And people can call state police and make a report of a wrong-way driver if they see it, right? If we get reports of a wrong-way driver, you're getting multiple calls, uh, you know, and and we encourage people to notify us. The quicker they notify us, the quicker we can get that motorist off the highway, Um, you know, and that's something where, you know, any information is helpful. Uh, You know, if you can safely you know, pull over to the side of the road and make that call and and let us know that that's tremendous. Uh, What we do in that instance is once we can pinpoint an error, because now obviously the vehicle is in motion. So, you know, the quicker we can get troopers there and oftentimes we, you know, utilize our, our local agencies as well. And it's really, you know, that teamwork that brings us together and they can, you know, we can use the either troopers or, you know, local agencies that assist us in shutting down the highway ramps to prevent traffic from getting on the highway, uh, you know, we'll utilize, uh, you know, one or more troopers, uh, if not several, to do what they call slow roll, which can really look a little funky. Uh, that's to really try and bring that traffic down to a slow speed and then use another unit, one or more, to be able to try and 
uh, locate the wrong-way driver and then bring them safely to a stop before encountering any additional traffic. And Heather's sharing her story about surviving a wrong-way crash this morning on Face Connecticut. Heather, how do you feel about safety measures on the road? Here we are 10 years after your crash. I feel like everything is relatively well-marked. I travel, um, and I feel like everything is relatively marked pretty well. I have noticed a lot of distracted driving. You know, I am... Every time I get into the car, I am definitely on point. I come across people texting, not using their signals to move over, you know, stopping to to merge onto the highway. And that gets extremely dangerous. So, you know, in in our area, I'm in the Glastonbury area, and I travel up to Massachusetts frequently, and I see all the, you know, do not enter wrong way, do not enter, and they run up the on-ramps or off-ramps, and you see them everywhere. I think it's really just comes down to distracted driving. UConn Research Dr. Eric Jackson digging into state crash data and talking this morning on Face Connecticut about wrong-way accidents. What conversations are you having with state officials, perhaps at the State Department of Transportation, maybe state police, all about wrong-way crashes? I mean, the biggest conversation is how do we stop it? Um, and I know the Connecticut DOT is looking at some, some infrastructure changes to put up some new signage, to put up some flashing lights. Um, but really and truly, with a person at a, a BAC twice the legal limit, you can have tons of flashing lights and tons of signage, and they're going to ignore those. Really and truly, the only way that we're going to stop these types of crashes from occurring is for people to not drink and drive, um, to make sure we get the education campaign out there that um, you should not be drinking, you should not be driving, um, and that it is an extremely dangerous activity no matter how, how, how you feel in terms of uh, you think you're good enough to drive or not. And now joining us on Face Connecticut is DOT spokesman Josh Morgan. Josh, all the data that you're getting from the Connecticut Transportation Institute at UConn, it's my understanding that there is going to be some action and happening and starting very soon when it comes to notifying wrong-way drivers. Thank you, Morgan, for having us on the the program and helping raise awareness about uh, wrong-way crashes. Uh, This summer, we're actually out to bid on a project uh, for wrong-way pilot program that's going to involve... flashing lights in a 360-degree camera at 15 uh, locations in Connecticut. Those 15 locations were uh, picked specifically because of the data that we had, uh, their proximities to uh, downtown areas, high traffic areas, retail sectors, bars, and restaurants. Uh, So that's going to go out to bid this summer, and it's going to be constructed and and built out uh, over 2023. Uh, this is actually a continuation of a pilot that we launched uh, near Exit 8 in Route 6 in Danbury uh, early in 2020. Uh, the technology works that there's a camera, and if it detects a motorist traveling the wrong way, it activates flashing beacons. So the thought here is instead of having uh, continuously flashing lights saying you're going the wrong way, which could uh, turn it into just white noise if it's on 24-7, uh, that it will just activate and hopefully stop the motorist from going in the wrong direction. And we actually have some positive results from that, that pilot over uh, the last 18 months, uh, 20 months or so. Uh, the data tells us that that 
intersection, that area in Danbury, has actually been activated five times. And we have no reported wrong-way crashes in that general vicinity. So it is possible that someone will have started to travel the wrong way onto the interstate or onto Route 6, those lights activated, and they could have stopped and uh, changed course of action. So we're going to be rolling that pilot out to uh, 15 more locations uh, in 2023. Yeah, and what are those 15 locations? Yeah, so we have uh, locations, you know, they're not just every um, you know, city. You know, we're looking at uh, Hartford, Derby, Southbury, Windsor. Uh, so we're really going all over the state. These 15 locations um, picked again specifically looked at over 230 exit ramps. Um, so we do have information. If uh, your listeners go to ct.gov slash DOT, uh, they can put in a uh, wrong way pilot into the search box and they can get a location. But uh, Hartford, New Haven, Rocky Hill, Manchester, Southbury, Stonington, uh, so we're really covering a lot of areas of the state to hopefully stop these wrong-way crashes from happening. What about the price tag? Yeah, so we have it out to to, to bid. Uh, that's going out in early July. Uh, we have an engineer's estimate, uh, which will be somewhere between one and uh, two point five million dollars. Uh, but again, these are just uh, public um, engineering estimates, and we really have to wait for the bids to to come in. Back to our wrong-way crash survivor, Heather. What are your thoughts on all this piloting that's going on, the flashing signs, the warnings to the drivers? What do you think about all of this? From my view, I feel like those are, it's a really good start. I do feel like it's a good start. I mean, even if they had some kind of radio notification, um, you know, to just let everybody know to move. Because, you know, if you look at all these accidents and they get on the highway and they instantly go to the left lane because, you know, the right lane is how you would get off. So, you know, so this is moving them instantly on the wrong side of the road. They're going straight over to that left-hand lane. And I do believe that, you know, it'd be nice if we can have some kind of radio notification, especially in some of these areas where the off-ramps are, you know, a couple miles apart off of the flashing signs. You bring up a good point, Heather. DOT spokesman Josh Morgan with us on Face Connecticut. What about that idea? What do you think? You know, the DOT is uh, going to be putting out this pilot location at 15 locations. Uh, something new this year, um, thanks to Senator John Fanfara and the legislature included in the budget, uh, was additional funding to have a pilot location that instead of the flashing beacons, they'll actually uh, automatically contact Connecticut State Police. So that's going to be uh, a location built out as part of this pilot in 2023. Uh, we are trying to do everything we can to stop these wrong-way drivers um, from entering the, the highway. Uh, like I said, uh, five crashes and 13 fatalities this year alone, um, just really staggering and really concerning numbers. Uh, so anytime someone is uh, out on the road, you know, please slow down, put your seatbelt on, and drive sober. And lastly, as we wrap up our conversation on wrongways this morning, State Police Sergeant Don Pagan. How do state police feel about all of these ideas the DOT is coming up with? I think that we're seeing that open dialogue with other state agencies. Um, you know, DOT is something where they're, uh, you know, looking into a pilot program, uh, you know, that hopefully we will partner up with them and that will alert state police sooner. 
uh, as to runway driver. Uh, you know, so we're looking forward to that partnership and hopefully getting that type of technology that will really help to alert us immediately. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that delay in waiting until someone encounters a runway driver for them to notify police. So, you know, we're hopeful for that technology. Certainly, um, you know, we had make, make, you know, we make advances in technology every day. So, you know, we're hopeful for that. And, uh, you know, the other thing too is that uh, that doesn't require technology and, you know, is just, you know, it's that teamwork. It's really coming together and making responsible choices as a motorist. If you know that you're going to be going to these events on weekends or holidays, uh, you know, make responsible choices, get a designated driver, uh, you know, take care of yourself and help us take care of each other. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing that we can do to, you know, take advantage of that share ride service. You know, if it's something where, you know, your, your health and your well-being, whether it's, um, you know, mental health or, you know, an elderly driver, that we stay on top of those things collectively, I think that we'll see, you know, those numbers decrease and hopefully, you know, that teamwork, we can really make that happen. All right. Thank you very much, Sergeant. I'd like to thank all of my guests, Heather of Glastonbury, coming on and sharing her story about surviving a wrong way crash in August 2011. State Police Sergeant Don Pagan, Dr. Eric Jackson, he's the Executive Director of the Connecticut Transportation Institute at UConn, and DOT Spokesman Josh Morgan. I'm Morgan Cunningham, and I'm encouraging everybody out there to please be safe. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.